Hey guys, welcome back to the What Are You Doing in Denmark podcast, where we talk to some of the coolest people in Denmark to find out what they're doing here. I'm Derek, my co-host is Mike, and we're jumping right back into the conversation we've been having with Conrad Molden, the hilarious British comedian. And we are going to talk about the five stages of learning Danish, whether Americans and Brits actually speak the same language. Uh, but first, Conrad, you told us how you ended up living and performing comedy in Denmark. You shared with us that you recently have been performing in L.A., but also that you've been doing some shows in Budapest. So wow. now, but as you've expanded your comedy empire to include Hungary, what's the mm. culture like there as you've started to perform in Hungary? Is it more U.K. style, more Danish style, or just completely different from, from either? Oh, it's really interesting to go and see the international scene in Hungary and then mm. to see the international scene in Denmark, because I feel like... You know, you guys are at the forefront of it, of this kind of like assimilation slash keep your roots, you know, mixing yeah. it up. And Hungary is, it's another world. I feel like there are the Hungarians and then there are the people existing in Hungary. Oh. Because <laughs> the language is impossible. Oh. Uh, mo you know, it's a, different in Budapest, but most Hungarians don't speak English. Yeah. So it's a completely divided world. What I'm trying to do there is bridge this gap a little bit and try to connect with Hungarians speaking English and the international relationships there. Mm -hmm. But my comedy there is not as mass appeal and also gets is a lot more controversial. Really? Yeah, because there's also a much more prevalent anti-international sentiment in Hungary. Uh, if you've they're going through some things right now politically. <laughs> they are going through some things. They have an extremely, unfortunately, right-wing yeah. government. I don't know yeah. if you've heard about what yeah. they did with the books recently. Banning them, burning them. I, I mean, right oh, on the edge. Uh. It, it's very upsetting, but they took any um, teenage or adult fiction mm -hmm. which contains anything to do with LGBTQ and have put it in sealed plastic bags in the bookshops. Oh so you God. can't pre-read it before you purchase it. And it's in the aid of defending the young people. Oh, my God. Yeah. So and that's happening inside. They're in the EU. It's inside the European oh, right. Union. So it's really strange atmosphere there because you have these internationals, a lot of whom are feeling like very, you know, oppressed and yeah. restricted. And also, of course, uh, liberal Hungarians are also scared about what's going on. And then you have the right wing. So it's a, it's a different different fish, but it's nice to perform there and atta like attract those like-minded people, and the show is a really good fun. It must be a good outlet for for them as well. And I guess we should probably explain to listeners too that uh, the, the reason that this British guy living in Denmark doing comedy about uh, Danish topics also performs in Hungary is because of uh, your your family, right? Yeah, exactly. So my wife is Hungarian, and our children are trilingual. <laughs> With three of them. I guess English for me makes sense, but it's also like, well, the language, I speak Danish and Hungarian. Like, oh, where will you use those? <laughs> I guess you could get a nice job at the UN one day, you know, right. snoggering everything. And, yeah. yeah. What's the equivalent of snoggering in, in Hungarian? Well, I just do it by the sounds. So to me, it sounds like a lot of muji, muji, moji, buj. Uh -huh. Midji, midji. I know one uh, phrase in Hungarian, which is cheers, which is uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, I always remember it uh, because of Taylor Swift. So I think like <laughs> shake it off. Like, like oh, uh, that's like, And uh, I, I used to have a friend uh, from Poland named Aga, like Agnieszka, I guess. And uh, so I was just thinking like, Aga, shake it off. Like, <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> and that's what I remember. But if you meet a Hungarian person... <laughs> They don't expect anybody to know any Hungarian. So that's like the best party trick if you want to impress a Hungarian friend at a bar to just say, Agasegaza. Yeah. If you tell them you know anything about yeah. their country, they're so happy. Yeah. They're so okay. grateful. I feel like, uh, you know, for example, on my way here from Aarhus, I drove in a car and we did Gomor because that's also very Danish. I don't know if you've mm -hmm. ever done the Sam Castle. 
No, know? no. So you, it's, it's just an app, and you can put your ride up, for, and people can join you in the car. Ah, so they give you a bit of money, nice. and they ride with you. So I drove with three people, and everybody was speaking Danish in the car. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> And uh, at the beginning, I tried to sneak in my English. Mm -hmm. They're like, what comedy for? And I'm like, yeah, I come from England. Right. In Danske, it got. And then they're like, <laughs> they just keep with the Danish. Uh, so, <laughs> which was fine. But um, at some point in the journey, you know, I get to start to reveal that I know all these little things about their country. Mm -hmm. And always, and their little eyes light up and they get so excited and they get so happy. You know, for example, knowing about the 200 meters mountain thing. Yes. They'll love I, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's almost like a, a party trick. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, I can tell you about the Donnebro. Oh, I can tell you about uh, uh, Magleta. Like all of these little tokens that, sure, you know, you can. Well, so I think it's going to be funny. I mean, you know, you come from the UK, big country, you know, famous the world over, US for us as well. It's kind of that that mix between, you know, everybody knows the countries that we come from and then we move to Denmark. Your wife is Hungarian. Like, it's different places that kind of are on the map but aren't as well known. It's kind of digging into that's kind of fun. But along that way, I mean, you've been here a decade now. Is there anything that you do now that's, like, super Danish oh, that yeah. 2010 Conrad would be like, who the hell are you? Oh, it's everything, isn't it? <laughs> it's like the the being on time. <laughs> <laughs> the Danish being on time. Although I will say I went to Norway, and if you're on time, you're late. Oh, God. So, for example, I took the train from the airport, and when it says 2 o'clock, no, that's when the train is moving from the platform. <laughs> and I get there, and I was like, it's supposed to be at 2. And they're like, no, you missed it. You're on the train, sat down, ready at 2. Oh, my God. Do you know what I mean? So at least in Denmark, it's like... I don't know what it's like in Germany. I think it's even crazier. Yeah. But have you adopted the time management? I'm... Better than I was. <laughs> one of our favorite I'm phrases. I'm still a time optimist. Yeah, one yeah. Of, that's one of our favorite phrases we've learned as a Tim's optimist because you are definitely a time optimist. Yeah, but uh, it's not my fault because I come from a long line of time optimist mom. <laughs> and, oh, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Love you, Lori. Yeah, so like Christmas dinner is like, we're going to eat at 4.30. Okay, like. We're happy we make dinner on I the mean, day. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky if, my whole family has assembled by 5 p.m. Like, okay. you know, and <laughs> let alone sit down to eat by, by that time. So, yeah, I mean, I'm better, though. I'm definitely better, and I've gotten better at uh, letting somebody know if I'm going to be even five minutes late. To, okay. So, Denmark is starting to soak into you. It It is, and I think it's these things that sneak in, and I'm like, okay, I am – uh, I think a bit more direct <laughs> than I usually am. I'm a bit more of a – I mean, I'm still a bit of a time optimist, but I'm better at the punctuality. You're better than you were before. I yeah. agree with this. Yeah. Oh, I used to be. I mean, I, I think ridiculous. part of it is like American culture is very, um, I think there's reasons behind it. And I'm not trying to defend being late because it, it is rude, frankly. But, um, you know, in the U.S., everybody drives. Most people are not taking trains or biking. So they have a little bit less control over traffic and mm -hmm. parking and things like that. So there are more factors that make people a little bit late. And if you're meeting somebody out, um, you know, maybe for dinner, for example, there's usually like a bar area where somebody can just wait mm. for the rest of the people to arrive. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I won't be the first one there, but I probably won't be the last one there because Jessica's coming and she's usually late. So right. <laughs> like, mm. I, it's, it's still not polite, but... Um, I do remember the first time that we hosted a brunch in Denmark and... Again, normal U.S. is if you say that, you know, brunch is at noon, it means show up about one. You know, yeah, and there's just way. food 
the whole time. And the whole time you go through. Yeah. So noon, we hadn't even showered yet. We're still getting things ready. And you hear at 11.59, <laughs> and we're like, oh, right. shit. <laughs> and people expect to, like, sit down for, like, a proper, you know, like, serving. And uh, it's a bit more casual. There's a bit more casual in general in the U.S. We're I casual think. people. Cut casual to you people. in bath towels, wandering around. Basically. <laughs> yes. Deciding who's going to go to the supermarket. Right. We should probably get some food. Right. Yeah, the time, that's one that's definitely changed for us. That's definitely what's changed for us. Yeah, time is a big one. I would also say that having just been in the US and come back, although of course it's very, it depends where you go, but I am amazed to see salads here. I was on the ferry on the way and the buffet, 90% of it was some kind of greens mixed together. Yeah, yeah. And I maybe went to the wrong places, but in the US, I felt like there were so many meals where it was like, would you like extra cheese on your cheese mm-hmm. and yes. bacon on top of that cheese? And yes. you're like, I don't know, because I want to be alive at 40. <laughs> <laughs> we do like our cheese. Yeah, we do. It's and like, bacon, too. And I mean, yeah. there's an entire series of foods called Baconators. Like that, that's that's American culture. Baconators. Baconators. It's, it? it's, it's a burger. It's, wait, it's a Wendy's, right? Is the I Baconator. So, and yeah. it's like one of the horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can get a triple Baconator, which is three patties mm. each of which has their own slabs of bacon on it i wouldn't recommend it uh-huh. but you could you, you could. could you yeah. can yeah. do it yeah again there's like the first time i was in new york it blew my mind to see the muck griddle do you remember that sandwich? Oh, yes. oh right it's very tasty it's well it's amazingly delicious <laughs> but instead of bread it's uh, syrup injected pancakes yeah. yep yeah on a on a burger <laughs> yes thought of that <laughs> i don't <laughs> That's american efficiency right there like why would you have both pancakes and bread when you can just have the pancakes as bread. There you go. Mix them together. I mean, it's kind of better than rye bread. In- That's the problem. It's like, okay, do you want to live a nice long life and be like Big Eater and live to 89, right. you know, and have rye bread? Or, or be happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> live fast, die young. <laughs> have a McGriddle of a breakfast. Right? <laughs> Look, if you're in New York City, the McGriddle's not going to be what kills you. <laughs> right. That's bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. That, the only thing that we haven't gotten super <laughs> Danish at is maybe speaking Danish. Yeah. But we have uh, gone it's through. Copenhagen. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also part of the problem. Yes. And part of the process is kind of uh, coming to that realization and, and maybe the the stages of learning Danish. Uh, eventually, you just say to yourself, it's Copenhagen. And, and we've decided that, that when it comes to speaking, learning Danish, there's kind of five stages of, of learning Danish. And, yeah. and you'll find that they, well, we'll be honest, it's the same thing as the five stages of grief. It's essentially yeah. the same process. It's a very, go very similar parallel. Very similar. Yeah. yeah. So you, you start in, in the stage of denial, which is uh, basically when the shock comes in and, um, you know, you start to sort of deny the problem as a form of coping, a, a coping mechanism or a little bit of self-defense you just sort of deny the problem away and think yeah i'll, I'll learn it eventually yeah i just need time exactly it's a naivete of like yeah yeah yeah. i'll learn it in like a year year and yeah. a half i'll just passively learn it as i walk down the road <laughs> right. eating rye bread out right. my bicycle <laughs> it's the immersion that i really need exactly and yeah. you get this like false confidence from duolingo mm. where you start to think oh i can put all of these words together right. in a sentence then I'll eventually be able to speak the words. And the owl is now wearing a hat. You're doing <laughs> right. great. You're doing great. And, and, and the, uh, the duck eats bread. The and duck so you're good. eats bread. I can say yeah. that sentence. I'll use that all the time and impress. <laughs> when am I not <laughs> using that? Right, right. But it's this denial stage of... Um, 
But obviously, denial begets the second stage, which is anger. And <laughs> you know, that's a big part of it. I feel yeah. like I live in that stage, <laughs> and I drift in and out of it. Okay, Derek is stuck at stage. <laughs> I'm really stuck at stage two. Yeah. But what's funny, and this is maybe why we do that. I don't know how your experience in, in in learning Danish was, but as we started taking Danish language classes here, we would study with each other. Oh yeah, for about one evening the anger. as we okay, discovered. That's a bad idea. It was, it was, a, it, <laughs> it was it, awful. It was awful. We'd be sitting there talking, you know, snackering with each other, and I'd be like, "Derek, I think you're saying it wrong." And then Derek would respond with, "How do you know?" <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's pretty that's pretty, pretty spot on. Like. I was about to be offended, but that's exactly what I looked See? like. Yeah, I'd be like, you don't know. You you, you don't know these words. And then I, I, I'm i already frustrated because <laughs> I'm trying to speak this language that neither of us knows. And somebody who doesn't know the language is correct. <laughs> yeah. So now it's the blind leading the blind. Yes. yes. <laughs> In a <Yes>. circle. <laughs> yes. And I'm just getting more frustrated <laughs> by, by somebody who doesn't sound like anything I've ever heard telling me that what I said was was wrong. It happens in class too. Like uh, I remember uh, my Danish instructor just saying like, no, de. And I'd be like, yeah, de. De. <laughs> de. Uh, then uh, yeah, and, and just boiling up inside of me, but not wanting to insult a a teacher, no, that would be that would be rude. <laughs> but then most of us move on from anger to the third stage, which is bargaining. And mm-hmm. normally with bargaining, it's all about trying to how you deal with yourself, how you kind of make it just work for you, because you have to find a way to handle this. Mm-hmm. That's kind of thing for us. It's kind of the thing of like, well, maybe I don't need it anyways, or exactly. you know, well, I don't care if I don't speak it, but just let me pass the test so I can stay in the country. Like, <laughs> exactly. What I like is I feel like there's two groups, right? There are those people, Lithuanians, who are gonna <laughs> who learn the language and ruin it for the rest of us. Yes. And there are a hardcore group, don't let me down, who are waiting for the Danish language to die out. <laughs> we just hold strong. It's like if everybody holds hands right. and stays still, it will go away. <laughs> we outlive the Danish language. Exactly. Wow. Languages have come and gone. Look at your history books. That's right. Latin, yeah. that was everywhere. <laughs> right. And now look at it. And now look at it. <laughs> now look at it. It'll be the same. It'll be more open books. And, oh, look at the A and the E letter merged together. Mm, how cute. Weird how weird. How funny. What a strange time. Uh, yeah, I find that I also kind of bargain with myself and think like, Okay, I'll go back to classes eventually. Or I think, you know, well, I don't have any Danish family, so I don't really need <laughs> to speak it that well. And I can speak it well enough that I can get by if I'm ordering something or need to, you know, get off a train or get instructions or something. I can I can speak enough. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I feel about when you get something in e-box. Mm. Oh, that. And it comes up and it's like Skadastulsen, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, this is Danish. Yeah. This clearly <laughs> does not apply to me. <laughs> what? Delete. Right. <laughs> Nothing bad comes in the e-box. So just let it go. If it Don't doesn't say it. English translation below, <laughs> yeah. it's probably nothing. It's not important. <laughs> but then sometimes I'll have like, um, like they'll send three messages in Danish about like street work in front of my place. And I'm like, wow, you really made sure that I knew about this. And then I'm like, it's just street work. It's not not important. And then they start at 630 in the morning and, and you wish you read. I, I should have read, I should have read, read the in more detail and gone on vacation that week. Yeah. yeah. The, the only one that I didn't, that I did the deleting with that I wish I hadn't was something from Gilda Stulson. You know how many Stulsons there are? There's 25 yeah, yeah, yeah. Stulsons and every Stulson has 25 more hanging off of yes. it. One of those did something where they took some of my income and put it in a little fund. Because, oh, you know, it's Denmark oh, and they're like, right. you know, he might we'll take just, care of it for you. Yeah. This person might like lose their job and get addicted to crack. Like, we've got to take care of them. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they took all that money and they put it in and they sent me a message saying, oh, you need to log in to get the money. Otherwise you can release it in 30 years oh my God. and i was like this is in danish delete <laughs> and then at some point i was whatever doing the fairy paying thing it said oh gulas doodles doodles and i clicked on it and did the translation it said yeah but you missed the deadline and that was when i was like, okay probably should read ebooks <laughs> right so now 2050 you is going to get to enjoy that sweet sweet holiday sweet. in mallorca <laughs> <laughs> once the danish language dies out you'll get the Yes, exactly. <laughs> Way after. The money's still there. It's gone in the next 10 years, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, but then it, it, it can lead to maybe situations like that that can get into the, the next stage of learning Danish, which is depression. It's true. It's how you repress the anger is through depression. Yeah, because that time passes and you just you just hold back the anger by being sad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You take the anger and you turn it inward. Yes. Exactly. Yes. yes, exactly. And you turn it into depression so you know i'm never gonna learn i'm i'm over it yeah i'm I, a failure i'm I, an embarrassment but depresses me sometimes when i you know i try to be bold and 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 speak danish and then just immediately get shot down and laughed at like danes oh, have yeah. no problem laughing right in your face when you when you try to speak danish and, uh, no it, yeah think, it is really hard i don't think people realize how uh, much it makes you step back because when you have this oh, yeah. new confidence yeah. all it takes is you know one in ten interactions for them to laugh or to mock you and then you're that ginger kid on the stage receiving into the darkness are you just again? Yeah. going back to yeah. I do have one tip for yourselves and anybody listening that wants to help learn Danish they are mixing in so much English mm. that what mm. you can do is act like your Danish is so good that you now do that so you start talking solely in Danish and then you switch mm. So we're like, ah, oh, D-A-E-N, really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's you just pay, yeah. you have to pace it and make it sound like you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You'll be that, fine. Did it help you in the car today, driving over to kind of so bridge times. the language? Yeah. yeah, you just mix it up, throw in a little bit of English here and there. Yeah. Until know. eventually it's just, everybody's all speaking English and they're like, wait, when did I no, turn the subtitles on? Good, my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's, like, it's like the classic frog in the in the pot. You oh, heat it up yeah. a little bit, and then suddenly everyone's snuckering English, and it's like, oh, we go. won. We won. And the sun comes out, the clouds disappear. <laughs> and we all have boiled frog for <laughs> dinner. <laughs> which takes us then to acceptance, which is the fifth stage of learning Danish, which is basically relief, hope, and optimism for the future. And maybe in exactly that same fashion where you just concede that <laughs> I'm not going to be able to actually learn it. I'll just have to work around it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's not, um, you know, the acceptance isn't starting to speak data. The acceptance is accepting that you may not. Oh, I like that. Yeah. 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 Just coming to terms with it. Right. Or mm-hmm. just accepting how how bad it is yeah. <laughs> and not caring. I have a, a Danish friend who said, you know, you, you just have to just speak it anyway. <laughs> and if somebody, uh, if somebody has a problem with it or wants to switch to English, just say like, oh, can do eek snack a dance? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I would say there's a, I feel like there's a big uh, difference between Copenhagen and the rest of the country though. Because if you want to learn some dance, just go to Yuland. Yeah. Not, maybe not to Aarhus, but go anywhere else because they're not going to want to speak to you in English. Are they nicer about it? <laughs> they are definitely nicer about it. I mean, it's a real mix. Of course, like one in 10 of them will have lived in the US and, yeah, sure. you know, is yeah. really excited to speak English because they haven't with anybody because they're, you know, oh, they sure. live surrounded by Begidas. <laughs> but most of them will be very, very happy that you speak some Danish with them. But the other problem is that Danes, if you do speak some Danish, 
you can have like this very simple conversation where it's like, yes, this is a cup, you know, and everyone's like, <laughs> everyone's aware it's a cup. Whose cup is it? And then they'll just go crazy and start using crazy like, oh dear, recti fructly, and you're like, oh damn it, I don't know what that means. <laughs> right, right. I you can know. ask you like how old your grandmother is and where your father comes from and how many languages your brother. Mm -hmm. speaks or tell you that the red apple is on the blue table but Ooh, exactly you know wow fancy. hang on hang on yeah yeah, yeah. Slow <laughs> down, slow right. down. now i'm in module two <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i mean i just i'm i'm okay with that uh yeah. with that level Ducks eating bread. That's where it should end. That's where it yeah, should end. Ducks eating bread. We don't need a more complicated society. No. no I will say there was one time that we were on a go boat, one of the, the boats you can rent on the harbor here. And like one of our friends in the boat threw bread at a duck and a duck was eating bread. And I was like, oh my God. It's I've the been time. eating. Honest piece of bro. Honest piece of bro. Yes. Finally. That's amazing. Finally. And that's how Duolingo won. Yeah. That's glorious. Th it's like Duolingo is not waiting out the Danish language, but just waiting out <laughs> that you're eventually going to use something, this word. One of these phrases. Yeah. And it's, yeah, that's basically how it works. But I mean, all, all joking aside, like I do think that I'm happy I've learned some and I, I do think that people appreciate it when you at least try. But then they, for me at least, immediately want to go to English because uh, the way that I pronounce things. And that's fine. It's, it's just your accent. That's all it is. My West, West, West <laughs> yes. accent. I'm just, every time I'm in Copenhagen and I go into 7-Eleven, McDonald's, and I talk to the, they always reply in English as I'm speaking Danish. Uh, do you have that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You ever get for uh, in burger? And they're like, yeah, which burger do you want? <laughs> then they're mil, uh, Ustpo. And he's like, the cheeseburger, right? And you're like, oh, wait, why are we, why can't I speak English? <laughs> right. Why don't we flip this around? Yeah, like, let's do this the other way around. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I know, like, the accent's not great, but I think we're more used to hearing uh, mm. uh, English with an a accent in English than Danes are hearing uh, their language with an accent from a foreigner. So Yeah, absolutely. And I think also the Danes are very good at knowing where in Denmark you come from as yeah, a Dane because right. they can hear. Even in the Gomor on the way here, the woman said, uh, he said, oh, he said, I can tell that you're uh, from Shelland. And she said, yes. And he said, I'm guessing you're from Nestville. And she said, yes. No. no. Like, what? Damn. What? Like he threw a dart into <laughs> a barrel of fish and hit one. It's crazy. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. It does blow my mind in a country of 5.8 million people that's the size of Denmark. That like there's that many regional differences that people mm. are like, oh, I can't understand those people from food. I just, I just can't. I just yeah. can't. It's like. How do I have a chance? Yeah, they, yeah that's <laughs> that, true. Right. I'm like, if you can't understand each other, there's no hope for me. <laughs> yeah, that's so like, true. I'll try. I'll humor you. Exactly. And it's, yeah, I'll do the polite thing and learn a bit. But, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's very true, actually. <laughs> if you've met people from Sunuyuland, but that's a whole nother. Oh, uh, I've heard, yeah. Because everything is flipped around. Actually, also in northwest Jutland, because everything, you know, they've eaten and it. Yeah. But they, everything is it. Yeah, at Hoots, it's yeah, everything. exactly. Yeah. So there are these places. Sunuyuland, uh, hello is Moin, mm. for oh, example. Right. Oh, like in Germany, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's got much more influences down there. So it's really hard when you're there. You just have to do the classic. I, I always give this advice to people. Always have a drink. And mm. whenever they ask you, oh, I can't reply, have mm. to have a sip of my mm. drink. Mm -hmm. oh. Which, and then the conversation's moved on. Right. <laughs> and, good. you know. And, yeah. and the, the uh, will give confidence as well. Exactly. Uh, uh, Danish is always uh, better after the third. It's ooh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> You'll get it. <laughs>
It's my it's my Great Lakes Danish yeah. accent. <laughs> Danes aren't the only people that have trouble understanding others speaking their language. I know speaking American English, even British English can be confusing. Australian English, all, all the different Englishes. Yes. I mean, there's that classic saying, which is the US and the UK are two countries separated by language. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Which is and true. I have, uh, yeah, I have often found that, that some of the references of the way people talk, and I also feel like I had to hold my tongue when I was in the US occasionally because <laughs> I'm going to say something, you know, like penny winkle on the record. What, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, those British slang terms can be very funny. But we, we also wanted to do that as our final BFF test uh, to give Mike a chance to perhaps win your BFF status away from me. We thought we'd do um, a little game. We asked Conrad to come up with some British slang words that he thinks we may not know. So if I can get two out of the three words correctly, then Conrad and I stay BFF. But if that doesn't happen, then Mike swoops in. Then I'll go beyond being your best friend. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Former exactly. BFF. And hear BB. the sounds of the tuber BB. in the distance. Yeah. And yeah. that's the joy that I can bring as your BFF. So That is quite good, actually. Yeah, so get your swim lessons while you can. Yes. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> might be all tuba after this. The I hope I haven't chosen some that are too easy, but the first one that I will give you is the word chav. Chav. I feel like I have heard this. I'm sure uh, you have somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I, um, okay. My, my thought on, on what a chav would be, I think it's a, it's, it's a guy and it's a guy who is like a sort of a, like scumbag, dirtbag kind of, uh, not bad, not bad. uh, I don't know how close I am, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of like, a like beyond being a lad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a very chav. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head. It's uh, There's a lot of questions around the origins of it, but it's mm. C-H-A-V, and some people say that it stands for Council House and Violence. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. So okay. the idea that it's uh, working, usually very young, usually male, working class guys. Um, and in the 2000s, they typically wore the Burberry cap. So if you remember, Burberry brought out a baseball cap. Yeah. I can't remember, $100, something crazy. <laughs> And it became this status symbol. So it became adopted in the UK. And a lot of people started, and of course, fakes came oh. out. Oh. This became the symbol. And then uh, Burberry took it off the market. <laughs> because because, because it was just, it, brand awareness was right. not the, not the, they didn't want chavs. Basically. Exactly. They wanted not those people. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's a lot of, yeah, pregnant mothers, smoking people Ooh, with yep. m- kitted out terrible cars. So it will be, you know, a... Fiat Panda, but it will have a spoiler on it or oh, something we, awful like that. Suddenly losing all of our pregnant smoking mother <laughs> demographics. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, and it really, I think it's kind of evolved now, but it hmm. really epitomized the UK in the 2000s, yeah, I think. I so yeah. I felt like there was a lot of that going on. Those people just sort of used to attack me and my friends in our, <laughs> in our youthful years. <laughs> Booing you at comedy clubs. <laughs> yeah. Well, waiting outside the <laughs> yeah, comedy Waiting clubs. outside. Right. Oh, okay, so a step beyond. Oh, they're not yeah. going to culture. Oh, yeah, they're, they're not going to. for that. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> they're looking for a, a free dinner on the way home. <laughs> um, second word I'll give you is the word safe. Safe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. Uh, I mean, it's obviously... Uh, a place for you to store your valuables. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. 
How'd I do? <laughs> very good. Uh, it's also a sort of mindset with your friends. So it's very typical that people will walk up to you and you will shout very safe, very loudly at them. And the idea is that this person is not a snitch. They always have your back. Like you ah. say, they are your safe. Ah, okay. So you're but a person. Is a person. Ah, okay. But you can kind of store your things inside them. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> not objects. Uh, but, yeah. uh, okay. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, you, can, you can always be reliant on this person. A friend I can store things in. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like a fridge That's, and a human. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so one for one. Yeah, I okay. Need, uh, and let's see if you can get the... I need this last one or... Or else you or lose it. Or lose it. Exactly, otherwise it's tuba time. <laughs> I, was, uh, I will give you the word banger. Banger? Oh, like bangers and mash? Ooh, is that... Okay, uh, nice. okay, so... Shit, I know what mash is. That's the potato part. Uh... <laughs> Wait, is it banger like music, like club banger, or oh, is it nice. banger like, uh, um, or is it the food? There you go. That's the thing. It could be either. Oh, well, I think okay. there's actually three. So you've got the food, which is a English sausage, mm. and typically known as a banger because it bangs when it's in the pan when the skin splits. Ah, yeah. Uh, I knew Com- that. Commonly in with mashed potatoes. And though it depends, in the north of England, we also have this thing called Yorkshire pudding. Mm. So you pour batter into really hot oil and it becomes like a bowl. Mm-hmm. And then you pour gravy and mashed potatoes and sausages in that. Mm. And then you die at 40. <laughs> uh, um, like a Baconator, but yeah, in the yeah, north of England. The no, UK's okay. chavvy version of the Baconator. <laughs> um, yes. And it can also be, of course, a club hit. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, this is an ah, absolute yeah. banger. Yeah. And then the last one is thinking of, uh, we can also use it for an old car. Mm. Oh, okay. Because you know, the ones with the really bad exhaust. That, yeah. yeah. Okay. We call it a clunker or yes. a drunker. Uh, there you go. Clunk. Yes. Yeah. For the same thing, is it? Same clunks, thing. It, it clunks yeah. along. Yeah. yeah. Nice as so hell. You got two, two out of three. Two or three. Okay, so you looks like we're still it. Well yeah. done. You're swimming. You're swimming yeah. tonight. Yeah. Doing I can do the hundred meter butterfly, and uh, you know, at, at <laughs> district medalist <laughs> pace. So. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Well, they offer the tuba lesson stands if you ever decide to change your mind. You you never know when a good a good tuba is in your true. life is needed you never know you could be drowning and a tuba could help you <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah either way it, it alert people of what's happening it's, it's, the key. it's 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 the it's the universe's yeah. siren i don't know and it's going to be a banger it's just it's just going to be a banger well conrad thank you so much i this episode has been thank a complete so banger and <laughs> um you know really happy to have you here we can find you at conradmolden.com Right. Uh, yes, dot .dk. Dot .dk, I'm, I'm that Danish. Yeah. Ooh. Wow, look. .dk, yes. Yeah, and uh, your new tour, we can look forward to this fall. Yes, I have lots of shows all over Denmark, wherever you are. Uh, unfortunately, not on Bornholm. <laughs> ah. Yeah, I know. Unless somebody wants to pay for my plane ticket there, I won't go to Bornholm. <laughs> but otherwise, I'm all over, including Fausta and Schellen and Foon and Juland. Uh Lots and lots of shows on the brand new tour. It's called EUO, and you're very welcome. Yeah. Love it. We look forward yeah, to seeing we'll you. Yeah, we'll see you there. Thank Definitely you. Definitely see you. If you're enjoying What Are You Doing in Denmark, we have a small favor to ask of you. Please give us a rating or a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to so that more people just like you will find us. 